What's good, fam? Thanks for joining me, your host, Corey Cabri, on the Living Life on Purpose podcast, where we discuss various topics on how to apply God's principles to your everyday life. I hope you enjoy the discussion. All right, today we're going to pick up Exodus 19 and verses 4 through 6. Exodus 19, 4 through 6. I'm going to read it. Um, starting at verse 4. And this is NIV. You yourselves have seen what I did to Egypt. This is God talking to the, to the Israelites. And how I carried you on eagles' wings and brought you to myself. Now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine, you, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words you are to speak to the Israelites. God talking to Moses to tell the Israelites. Then, um, which... I'm going to stay there, but I'm going to go ahead and switch over to First Peter. But I'm not going to read anything. So, last week, taking up from where we left off last week, we were discussing, is God with us? Is God with us? And the times that we get in these binds, we tend to question, is God with us? Especially when you're going through the same thing over and over and over and over and over again or you can't get out of the position that you're in you know what I mean so you're constantly reminded you're like man I, I'm still in the same old rut man I just can't get above ground right and you tend to wonder and the question pops up is God with us and I like God's response I love God's response um, he's calling the Israelites out from among the world he's he's separating them he's wanting them to be distinct among all people right and initially i believe or recall we talked about god conditioning their mind like god has just got them on this journey of where he's trying to intertwine himself with them showing them who he is and helping them to see right who they are in all of these different um uh, predicaments or what have you and i guess what you what i mean by that is it's like certain things that you go through bring certain characteristics out of you right you know you would have never known you would act a certain way until you got under this type of pressure or you got into this type of circumstance, you got a lot of money and you began to act away. You never know. I didn't know I would act like that. It was always in you. It was always in you. You just finally got that opportunity to, to let it out of you. Right? So God is putting them in all of these different situations. And he's showing them themselves, but he's also showing them himself. Right? Even, even in the midst of them showing him they didn't have really want anything to do with him. He still helped them out of the bind. He continued to help them out of the bind while continuing to allow them to get back in the bind just to show them that I'm going to get you out of the bind yet again. So it's like I, he was showing them who he was. I am a, a, a an everlasting 
uh, or uh, I'm, I'm continually merciful and I'm continually teaching and I'm continuing to really try to be a personable God. I want to be personable with you, but but you guys don't seem to want to be that. But but today, so just bringing it in, like what what is he wanting to show them? He's wanting to show them that I want y'all to be unique. I want y'all to be unique. Man, your way of showing us you want us to be unique is 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 difficult. And and, and then he says in verse four through six that it's really not. It's really not. If you would just follow my instructions and keep my covenants, right? Everything is gonna be good. You will be my treasured possession if you just do what I tell you to do. If you just keep my covenant, right? There is a covenant. Like, 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 if you don't cheat on me, I will forever be. I will forever be here with you. You will forever be with me. Now, this is just unique. I love, I just love the terminology here because he's making it personable. This is, this is personable. Like he says, the whole earth is mine. But you, like directing this to you, you personally, you, you will be distinguished from everybody else. If you, if you just do what I tell you to do. If you just simply that, do what I tell you to do. I can stop, I can close, as, as you know, Brother Jim, you know, the, the pooping preachers, as they would yeah. say, I can stop right here and hoop right here. Yeah. Because I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. done, right? There's nothing else to say. If you, right, you would not feel like God is not with you if you would just follow his instructions, if you would just keep his covenant. And what did he say? Yeah. I love this. Go ahead. That'd be simple. Simple, right? Ugh, just, just simple, simple stuff. But I love the, 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 the one part, and I, can't, and I just, because really, if, there, if I was going to be hooping on a message, right? It would be your God's treasured possession. Your God's treasured possession. That we are God's treasured possession. He was telling that to the Israelites and then over in First Peter he told us he told he told basically everybody that chooses Christ. He told us. So he's talking to us too. He wants us to be his treasured possession. But then let's go over and see how he said it over in, in Peter. Uh, I'm going to just read all of it. First Peter 2, 1 through 9. He said, Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, <laughs> as you come to him, the living stone rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built up into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe this stone is precious, but to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected 
has become the cornerstone and a stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they are destined for. But you, here we go with that, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you yeah, it's, I like that. I just you like this is personable that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. A lot in there, a lot in there. Let's just let's just go and dissect a few things. Uh, one of the biggest things that you saw the Israelites doing was they were stumbling a lot. Right. They were stumbling a lot. Why? 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 Because they were rejecting the stone. They were rejecting the cornerstone. Basically, they were not wanting to follow God's instruction because it got so difficult. They didn't want to turn from Egypt. They just did not. They were walking with God, looking at Egypt. Egypt was in the forefront of their minds the whole time they were walking with God. And, and, and this notice, just look at the parallel of the picture that, he's, he's, that really God is painting for us. He, I'm following God, but I'm looking at Egypt the whole time. I can't take my eyes off of Egypt. And he's constantly allowing me to go through all of these things, and he's showing me who he is, right? He's constantly showing me who he is and that he's with me, but I keep looking at Egypt. I keep looking at Egypt when I had everything at my disposal, which I didn't, which is why I cried out for God, because I realized Egypt was a hardship, and I didn't want it. It was a hardship that I didn't want. And I reached out for something else. Whether, whether it's God directly or just, you know what I mean, just something you're yearning for because you don't have it. Like, oh, man, this, this, this place that I'm in right now, I just don't want to be here. Right? And this obviously would actually be for somebody that's an unbeliever. Right? Like, I just don't want to be here. Right? And then somebody comes along and tells you about, you know, Jesus and tells you about how he's directing you to himself because... Over in Exodus, that's what God said to the Israelites. I was bringing you to myself. <laughs> He's taking us to himself. And Jesus is basically taking us to himself, to God, which is himself, right? But they just kept Egypt in the forefront. And a lot of us do the same. We keep our old predicament in the forefront as Jesus is leading us to himself. We keep that old nature in the forefront and it's just amazing how you don't want to let go of a lot of the things that you hated before you cried out before you decided to make the choice you hated it and then what ends up happening is Jesus becomes a stumbling block because all of his structures become like hindrances from you living the way you did in Egypt it becomes a hindrance you see in here saying that you're following him, but in actuality, you're not. You're not. You're kind of, what you're doing, let me tell you what you're doing. The same thing the Israelites did. You're going around in a circle. You're going around in a circle. You're going around in a circle. What did it say? Verse 8. A stone that causes people to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. You just constantly are falling. Why? Because you don't want to follow the instructions. Notice something. I noticed something. There's something. 
if I want if 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 I want to be a representation of God, I want to take on his look, his outlook. If I want to be a representation of God, I want to take on his outlook. Right? I want to see the situation that I am in currently how he sees the situation. I want to I want to get out of the situation what he's desiring of me to get out of the situation. Now, that may require me to ask questions when I'm in the situation because I may not understand what it is that I'm going through. Now, you may not get an answer, but, you, but one thing is you're going to allow your trust to, to reside in him. So, so, so you're going to continue to look to him for the answer. You're not going to look to Egypt as the Israelites were doing. They kept looking to Egypt. And notice what they always said. Their answer was, it was death. Why couldn't we just die in Egypt? Right? Isn't that amazing? Death was the solution to everything. Why couldn't we just die in Egypt? Why did you bring us out here to die? We could have just died in Egypt. Is that not interesting? It just boggles my mind. It just kind of trips me up a little bit. I'm like, death was the solution? God was trying to give you life, and then you're looking at death as being the solution. I ain't saying that's for everybody, but that's, that's just amazing. Think about that. God is giving you life, but you don't want life because you don't want to follow the instructions to life. That's just something. That's just something. That's just something. But anyways, I'm just speaking of a representation. I want God's, I want to represent God, right? And that's what God is wanting of us. He says, you are my special possession. Cause a special now. We were treasured and now we're special. Now we are like a special treasured possession. So if I'm a special treasured possession, I need to look a different. I have to look different than what I came out of. Make sense? I got to look different than what I came out of. I got to sound different than what I came out of. I can't. I got to live different than what I came out of. Right? It's, I just. It, it doesn't look. It doesn't think it doesn't appear it doesn't it, everything is just different and, and notice something it may not come off as right though it may not look necessarily right though so what do you mean but when, when Jesus came he didn't necessarily look right I mean many people ridiculed him he didn't look right <laughs> you got to get that you got to get that because you're following what God is wanting you to follow, you might not necessarily look right. You might not look like what everybody is expecting. So, so they may have still have a negative judgment upon you. Why? Because they don't want to follow God's instructions. When you're following God's instructions, it doesn't necessarily make you look like a perfect person. It doesn't make you look like that. But see, that's the thing. It's not about how you look to them. It's about how you look to God because that's what we talk about. We are God's special possession. We are God's treasured possession. We are his royal priesthood. We are his holy nation. But it comes with a condition. And that condition is simple. Got to follow his instructions. I got, I got to follow his instructions. I got to follow his instructions. I have to follow his instructions. I got to seek his instructions. I got I got to to live his instructions. I can't I can't be over here living like I was when I was in Egypt. 
I can't live like I was was when I was in Egypt. I got to follow his instructions, and then I'll know he's always with me. He, he's always with me. He, he's always instructing me to do something. It's always an instruction for me to do something, whether it's the something that I want to do or not. He's instructing me to do something. Something what? Something for him. Something that will bring his name glory. Something that will separate me from me and, and bring me closer to him because that's where we're going. That's the place that we're going. We're going to this, this place of him, this place where he's looking at us solely like, man, y'all are my prized possession. Y'all, I just y'all are the apple of my eye, like like ugh, like like man, you know what I'm saying? Like if I you're you're a guy, you see that big woman, he's like, oh, girl, you bad. That's 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 what God is like. God, y'all bad. Ugh. I just ugh, I can't take my eyes off. You know, I just that's 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 how he's that's what he's taking the Israelites to, and guys, that's what he's taking us to. When we when we accept to follow Christ, that's what he's taking us to he's taking us to this 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 person of just this ultimate beauty like like y'all are not like everybody else and i don't want y'all to be and and it might not look it, it, it might not look all fancy and glorious but it looks exactly the way i want it to look and and and, and i look at it and i say oh my oh my you're, you're, you're my treasured possession. I say, oh my, you are a man after my own heart when he says that to David. Oh my, there's none like you in the earth, Job. Oh my, there's none like you. See, that, these, are the, the, these are the titles we want on us. God saying, uh, you, there's none like you in the older. Versus, man, you're just like everybody else. Your love's just like everybody else's. You love and, and, and you give, expecting somebody to give you what you gave them. And if they don't give you what you gave them, then you ain't giving your love to them. And you ain't giving to them, period. And you ain't going to be merciful because they ain't being merciful to you. And, and he'll hit you in your eye, so you're going to hit them in their eye. And, and all of this. And God is saying, you, you're looking like everybody else. You're looking, like, you're looking like everybody else. I don't want you to look like everybody else. I want you to look like me. I want you to look, I want you to look like me. I mean, I mean, anybody got any comment? Anybody got one day something they want to share? Uh, something I missed? Something they want to bring out from these verses? I mean, First uh, Peter two. I know we had some people come in just recently. I don't know if you guys want to add something, ask a question, but uh, I just covered nine. First uh, Peter, chapter two, verse nine, where where God is, where Peter is talking to. And he's telling uh, the people that he's writing to that uh, they are a chosen people, royal priesthood. But I, I covered, also covered eight. So I didn't really jump into what God is telling you to take off. Because there's a lot. And it's really summed up in one thing. You. Saying, take you off, put me on. Put me on. Take you off, put, put me on. And that you is equivalent. I've said this before. It's equivalent to Egypt. You know, he puts you in a position, a certain position or a certain predicament or a certain circumstance. And it drives out characteristics that you have. And God is saying, okay, see, that's you. All right, now, 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 now put me on. And, and this is how you do it. Follow my instructions. <laughs> 
Follow my instructions. It's like, well, what are you instructing me to do? Oh, okay, well, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Okay, you got an issue with being prideful? Oh, okay. All right. Be humble. This is what I want you to do. Be humble. Right? It's like, oh, man, that's difficult. Well, it's not. If you just follow my instructions, it's not. Because I'm going to help you through the process. If you have a problem with lust, okay. All right. This is what you do. Lust after me. Lust after me. Just lust after me. What? What? I, I, but I'm lusted. No, I don't lust after them. Lust after me. And he said, and what was that verse? He says, I mean, really, let's, let's talk about taking it off. He says, like newborn babes, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. Now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, as you come to him, the living stone, as you tasted him, okay, lust after him. I just want more of you, Lord. Give me some more. Give me some more. Man, you, you showed me how sovereign you are. Give me some more. Man, I see how merciful you are. Okay, give me some more. Let me know how you think. I just want more of you. I want more of you. Let me, let me shift my focus. I keep looking at everybody else. Let me start looking at you. Right? I'm looking at all of these external people. Let me start looking inwardly and say, find out where you are in my life. Let me find you in my life. It's all a choice, guys. It's just as like, like newborn babies. Crave the spiritual milk. Of him. Because it's going to grow you in your salvation. It's going to grow you. Right? Right? That, that must be some strong milk. <laughs> just, just like it must be some strong milk. And this is simple stuff. This is simple stuff. Yeah, I mean, and, and it applies to every condition. It applies to every condition. It's just a matter of where you're looking. If, I, if I'm walking to God with Egypt in the forefront of my mind, guess what? I'm going to always want Egypt. If I'm walking to God with me in the forefront, I'm going to always want me. I'm going to always protect me. It's always going to be about me in the midst of me walking to God. I mean, I'm not. I'm just going around in this circle <laughs> in the desert. I'm going in the circle and then I keep experiencing either the same thing or, or some new thing that's bringing more of me out that I, ain't, I, that I haven't overcome yet. And so God is going to just let me go around in this circle until I overcome it or it overcomes me. Right, mm. and you nobody wants that alternative. Nobody wants that alternative. I'm gonna just be real with you. Jonah would have still been in the well of that fish if he, the belly of that fish, if he hadn't, <laughs> if he hadn't made a different choice. Yeah, he would have still been in there. Make sense? I have to follow God's instructions. I gotta follow God's instructions. Why? Why? Because He's calling me out of this foreign land into his land I'm, he's bringing me out guys and, and we wanted him to we, we raised our hand <laughs> take me Lord we raised our hand we made this decision well, not, well why be like Ananias and Sapphira keep back part of the price give him all of you here you go Lord I said I was giving you all of me I'm, I'm being for real this time I'm being serious I'm serious this time I ain't playing no I'm gonna stop I've been, I've been half stepping I've been tiptoeing because because I was worried about my. I'm done, guys. You guys' special possession. You guys' treasure possession. I'm done. Comes with a condition. Following his instructions. Anybody else? Anybody else? We need to walk around with a white flag in our hands. Yeah, I like that. I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, I surrender. Clean house. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Downsize. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey Corey, this is yes, one sir. good thing to point. One good thing you can point out is most of these people uh, during that time, a lot of those people were poor. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know, you come in, you know, and the gospel is being preached, and here we have, you know, the anointed man of God telling the people that they are chosen. Yeah. Royal. Yeah. Holy. Mm-hmm. And that word peculiar means purchased or bought, paid for, mm-hmm. taken care of, it's done. What's the best thing you can tell sometimes a poor person? You know, guess what? <laughs> you rich. Yeah. You, you in Christ? You good. Yeah. No worry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, Everybody can understand the joy if, if Publishing's Clearinghouse came and knocked on your door with a check for seven thousand dollars a week, right? Yeah. That nobody, nobody would bat an eye if if you bit the couch, swung from the ceiling, you know. The, what you could do as crazy as you wanted to do. If somebody, you know, came in and people told you, "Hey, you just got this money or what have you." But yet, we get Christ. And we realize we have this inheritance, and and people don't really just get excited about what God has for us, like we should. You know what I mean? It's yeah. kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool to be a be, you know, holy holy nation, royal priesthood. Yeah. You know, chosen. I mean, I used to get. I I, I wasn't that good in basketball. I was good to just well, when they do the little lineup. I didn't make the shot. I felt good when somebody was choosing me to play. Right. I'm gonna get to be on the team, right? Exactly. I'm included. You talking? Yeah, you talking about the ultimate team, the ultimate hookup. You know, from from Lazarus beggar to Lazarus with Jesus. Yeah. You know, yeah, bro. It's, yeah, I mean, man, it, it's mind blowing. Yeah. You know, and it ain't really even about the status or you know, not even at that matters in that sense, but that. He thought we was worthy that he chose us from the foundation of, of the world. You're the apple of his eye. That's, that's mind-blowing, bro. It's mind-boggling. You're right. <laughs> I mean, to feel wanted because that's, that's – I know I think Michelle has something to say, but that's that's like ultimately a human – like it's, it's, it's part of our humanism to, to want to be included. And I think she's even – I mean, maybe I don't know. Spoiler alert for writing a book about being longing, right? But we all want to belong. We all want to fit in, right? Right? And and God is telling you, you belong to me. I've been trying to, I've been trying to bring you to me since the foundation of the earth. I've just been trying to, just trying to bring you into me and let you know that you're included, right? And and so that's an awesome point, bro. I love it. I love it. Go. But no, bro. That was that was an awesome, awesome point. Awesome point. And yeah, um, I don't. Go ahead. I don't know. Uh, well, the, another side is the, the second half of the verse. You know, uh, <laughs> anybody that's ever been in the dark, you know, right. for a long time, you know, you, your eyes really don't have to adjust to the dark. Yeah, it doesn't. It, do, yeah. it doesn't have to adjust to the dark. But but everybody's been in their room and laid up, passed out, 
school school time, mama done came in the room, what's the first thing she do? She hit the light, right? She hit the light switch. And and all of a sudden your eyes gotta be adjusted. Yeah. You know. And that's what God does. He calls us out of darkness and he adjusts adjust the eyes so that we can see that oh man, I was in darkness. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. He called us out of that. You know, you know the scary spot. The, the, the you know, when we're afraid, nobody wants. To, after they don't watch Freddy Krueger or Jason, now they want to be in the room with the lights off. No sir, <laughs> right? <laughs> I want the lights on. It's comfort when the lights on. You know, you know, I, I can rest with the lights on. So that's what God does. He calls us out of the darkness into yes. His marvelous light. You know, we we looking for the light. He calls us into the light. That's 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 really the apple, you know, in the pie right there. Really is calling us out of darkness, and we got to adjust. You know, we got to get our eyes right. And some of us are still adjusting. We still getting our lens right because he's calling us into more truth, more understanding. You know, day by day. But uh, but yeah, man, it's light. It's marvelous. And and how marvelous is the person that created light? <laughs> Yes, how, how marvelous is that light, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's, yeah. that's some serious LED. Yes, sir. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You know, you come out of that thing with a glow. You coming out of that with a glow. Yeah, yeah, with a glow, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's real. That's real. <laughs> yeah. Most. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's good, man. That's a good word. Yes, that, 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 that verse is rich. Yeah. It's it's rich. It's truly rich, and um, and that's the part that we really have to allow to sink in. That part coming out of the darkness into the light, right? I can't I can't live in the darkness saying I'm following him. I can't I can't I can't and and the adjustment is is there. But do you? Do, it just comes with this. Just stay looking at the condition. Do you want to be adjusted? You know what I mean, or do you, or do you just want the darkness, right? Mm, right. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah. And because you got to understand, God is conditioning our minds for Him. It's it's like, you know, I can I can think about all of the things that I'm gaining for me, right? Because because I was in a worst off position. I can think about all of what I'm gaining for me, but guess what? When you think about all that you're gaining for you, you're also thinking about all that you're losing. It's like, man, but I'm losing this and I'm losing out on that. And you know, and I remember when I'm tell you what I'm getting at. I remember when I, you know, first started coming into the knowledge of God and, and Christ. Uh, I used to hear a whole lot of people talking about what they can and can't do in Christ. And, and, and you know me being young in the ministry or being young in Christ and just the knowledge of him it was just like mind boggling because I I was more curious not separating me from them but I was more curious about the Christ part but I always heard people talking about what they can and what they can't do in Christ and, and realistically in real talk you know what that does it takes your focus off of where you're going <laughs> You know, the, the, the children of Israel heard about the promised land, but they didn't see it. But they knew. They heard about the promised land, but they knew Egypt. It's like, ah, I hear you telling me I'm going somewhere better, but I remember what I had. But what they missed was God in the midst of that. 
Because God was taking them to the promised land. But they didn't see. They missed, they missed the treasure for what they thought they were getting. Or for what they thought they heard they were getting and what they used to have. Right? Because the treasure was God. That was the treasure. I mean, nothing else is. Everything else is passing. I remember telling you this, Gabe. Because the heavenly throne was created. And a lot of people probably trip out when I tell them that. But yeah, it was once at a point of time where there were no angels. And there was no heavenly throne. It was just God. It was just him. Then he established this this third heaven, as the religious clergy people like to call it, the third heaven. He established that era and that, that mountain that mountain that he calls it throughout the scriptures. Think Mount Zion is believed is what he calls it. But that was a point in time where there wasn't any of that. That was just it was just God. And then God decided to do a little bit of architect architecting and do a little bit of engineering and do a little bit of designing and he established the third heaven and then he established a second heaven which is space. We call it the second heaven. And then uh, uh, the first heaven, I don't even know the, the architect, from, depending on your your vantage point, right? Because first heaven would be where he is, and then the second would be space, and we would have the third on earth. But then our vantage point is our first is the sky, and then the second is space, and then the third would be where he is, right? But beyond that, it started with just him. So if it started with just him, and it ends with just him, then I would submit to you that he is it. He is the possession. Just like, right? We're the possession and he's the possession. Right? And if I'm looking at anything beyond that, I'm going to get deterred. Because I don't know how good heaven is because I ain't there. <laughs> and what I got is going to constantly want me, want my attention because I'm here. Right? So, I would say shift, shift, shift. Just look at God. Because he's taking you to him. That's where you're going. You're going to him. You're not going to a place. You're going to him. Be going to him. And that's all I have, folks. That's all I have. Well, family, I hope the discussion has encouraged you. I hope it has enlightened you. I hope it has infused you with love and truth to live a life filled with God on purpose. And if it has, join us again for more godly discussions. Thank you.